That's why our cat's a piece of shit. Anyway. Hi! Welcome to How Marvelous, this thing we've been doing for um, eight episodes now. This is episode nine. Um, and uh, you're listening to it now. I'm Max. <laughs> I'm not Max. Nope. <laughs> Some of us are Max. That's me. Are you, dear listener, also Max? No. Oh. I hope not. I am Spartacus. <laughs> I hope not for their what a terrible sake. way to admit you don't listen to your own show. What? Why, you might be listening right now, Max. To you, Max, denying oh. your own Maxibility. Yeah, that's true. You could also be named Max. No, that's n- that's not a thing. And no. that's not a thing. Okay, good. There are no no one named Max listens to this show. <laughs> Correct. We alienated all of them several episodes <laughs> ago. Not that anybody did anything. I've actually been lacing the episodes with subliminal messages designed to drive away everyone named I, I, Max. I think you got the concoction wrong because I just ended up watching the Goofy movie a bunch of times. So you still got to work on it, but like you are having an effect. Yeah. If a wall... Should come between us. Damn right. Anyway, sorry. So I'm Jr. Um, Mickey, I don't know if you ever actually said no, who you no, are. No, uh, uh, While I did not tell a lie, as I am not Max, I am in fact Mickey. Okay. How's it going? <laughs> oh, it's going. It, it's it's going drinkingly. Yep. Okay. Well, we are here to talk about Marvel's classic series, What If? (laughs) And uh, this episode, we are talking about volume one, number nine, which is what if the Avengers had been formed during the 1950s? And uh, may I just point out that we are appropriately uh, sloshed. Uh, for this, as most people in the 50s were. <laughs> yeah. I mean, recording this has been like an episode of Mad Men. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's uh, enchanting <laughs> watching you. I got, a, I got a slogan for Southwest. Let me tell you my idea. Anyway, um... Oh, yeah. The creative team. (laughs) The creative team for What If Volume 1, Number 9. It was written by Don Glutt and Roy Thomas, penciled by Alan Kupperberg, inked by Bill Black, colored by Carl Gafford, lettered by Tom Orzakowski, and edited by Roy Thomas. Let me go ahead and get this out of the way. 
Uh, this lineup of the Avengers sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you, if you, dear follower, uh, have read Avengers Forever, you are familiar with this lineup in that it is 3D Man, Gorilla Man, the human robot, which is to say a robot, Marvel Boy, and Venus. Um, that th- and that's kind of why I really I like I enjoyed this, but not as a what if. It's a fucking prequel to that line. Well, yeah, and that's why you know we we've we talked in a previous episode about how this this book at this point in time reinforces the six one six, but in this case, it presages the six one six in that this issue. This issue starts with Iron Man calling a meeting of the Avengers um, and saying, Hey, I built a thing that showed me some oh, weird right. shit. Yes, it's the, it's the um, issue with the literal what-if machine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is... Uh, this is the what if machine from uh, from Futurama, and it shows him a universe in which the Avengers were formed in the nineteen fifties, um, and uh, in this version of events, Jimmy Woo gets together a bunch of superhumans to save President Eisenhower. From Yellow Claw. Uh, if you're not familiar with Yellow Claw, Yellow Claw is one of the Yellow Peril characters that Marvel had kicking around during this period. That were that were not quite ready to be gotten rid of, but were still not quite. Um, not quite entirely right to be using at this point. Um, and so Yellowclaw abducts President Eisenhower. The Avengers get together to go and save him. There's a whole lot of misunderstandings, like 3D Man thinks that the human robot is just a machine, which, newsflash, I mean, he is. Um... But then, like, the human robot is willing to sacrifice itself to save him. At which point he's just like, huh, maybe I had that thing all wrong. And then it's just like, maybe you did. And he's just like, ah, kill it. <laughs> um, but... Which is like saying something coming from 3D Man, who I had to read this thing three goddamn times to figure out, like, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Why? This is a, this is the stupidest character in in the entirety of comic books, not just Marvel. In the entirety of comic books, I hate above all 3D Man. 
because I don't fucking get them, and when I got them, I didn't care. I, so, going into this, I was, I was vaguely aware of 3D Man, because, um, I had, first of all, we get a little bit of him in the EarthX universe, um, because Kyle Richmond gains the powers of 3D Man at one point and whatever. Um, additionally, <laughs> Triathlon gains the powers of 3D I'm Man. Sorry, could, could you repeat that name? Secret could you invasion. repeat that fucking terrible, ridiculous name? Triathlon. Beautiful. It sounds like mm -hmm. a parody of Trigon. Triathlon. Triathlon is a character that, like... So... <laughs> uh, during the 90s, <laughs> the Avengers were going through a rough You could have just stopped at during the 90s. And... You could just stop that during the 90s. During the 90s, oh, well, say no more. Yeah, there was the triune understanding, and they insisted that one of their people be put on the Avengers, and it was this guy, Triathlon. Uh, and his powers were that he was, like, three times as good at anything as a regular Oh, here guy, I thought it meant he could swim, which... bicycle, and run. No, no. Unfortunately, it was not entirely a literal name. It was... Uh... But you, the thing you were describing is entirely literal. If, it's, if he's three times as good at knitting as me, then he's still got no knitting prowess. Well, so it's like he's as strong as three people. Sure, that's 3D, he's man. as fast <laughs> as three people. He is as smart as three people. See, now we're getting uh, subjective. He can pee three times as long as the average guy and produce... Three times as much urine. Uh, his dick <laughs> is three times. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Canonically, triathlon simply has three dicks. Uh, there's anyway, story I want. so... <laughs> So, these Avengers save Eisenhower, because of course they do, and Yellow Claw slings back to whatever stereotypical Asian place, I don't know, an opium den, or something equally as problematic, um, and 
at the end of it, Eisenhower's just like, you guys did a great service, and that's why I'm disbanding the Avengers. <laughs> no one wants you around. I don't oh, know. There's there's great potential here, especially with Eisenhower. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go real world uh, politique nerd for a moment. I want to see a grittier, well, not, not gritty, a more realistic version of this where he sees them as like a, a potential threat of like, listen, costume heroes are going to be a problem. And so he gives his uh, military industrial complex speech, but it's about costume superheroes. And then it like just evolves yeah. into the full blown Avengers. I want to see that. That's so like smartly political and like weirdly X Men. And instead they just go, eh, 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 hey, you know that Yellow Peril guy? Guess what? Guess who his best friend is? A Nazi. Oh. Yeah. You know, the way the way things like that worked out. Um, so, um, like I said, this is this is interesting to look at through the the like prism of hindsight in knowing that Kurt Busick then takes this and makes it one of the underpinnings of Avengers Forever. Uh, beyond that, it's fine. It's um, not. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not the worst. Uh, we're getting to a better place. They tried to give the Watcher some spiffy new dudes. They don't work. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I. I think. I think this is. A fundamentally so the feeling that I get here is that this is almost a precursor to the um, the what if issue that gave us the kids of the Avengers on Battleworld the one that they then adapted into that Avengers next movie in that it's introducing new characters and kind of playing upon certain stuff, but it also kind of doesn't really work this early on simply by virtue of the fact that when you come to what if you're just like, I want to see how things might've worked out differently. <laughs> and like nothing really works out differently here because the Avengers fight evil in the 50s, which is to say they have one mission, and then they're disbanded and have no effect on anything going yeah. forward. Um, so, it's fine, but it's not... Yeah, it's this, not this really yet. is the laziest uh, Justice Society of America story I've ever read. Yeah, oh my god, you just made me really <laughs> sad. I, uh, because that's that's the most gut wrenching ending of that of JLU, or no, that's still JLA episode. The, the, that's just as yeah, but it yeah. it was yeah well, it, exactly, and like no matter which way you cut it, the JSA kind of just get kind of shoved off. 
Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. I'll be I'll be better. <laughs> I don't know. I mean it is it is interesting. So, you know, we uh we introduce a lot of new characters here that wind up kind of being used somewhat later. Ju- juxtaposing um, this also, Marvel boy to the one that Grant Morrison wrote is super fun. I uh I want to ima- I want to see Robert Grayson Marvel mm. boy spelling out <laughs> fuck you in flames. And Eisenhower's there just like that's not right. <laughs> It's just like, he said, what now? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay, whatever. It's a fine issue. It's not the uh, worst. Like I said, worth worth reading if you're a Kurt Busiek fan and you've read Avengers Forever. Uh, worth reading, I guess, if you're really curious about what sort of came in between uh you know caps early adventures and the avengers but otherwise eh whatever yeah it's really it's really fertile ground that they really just don't do anything with and at the at the end all we really get is a sort of like Huh, they're a lot like us in that, like, 3D Man is Captain America and Venus is Thor and Gorilla Man is Beast, at which point Beast is just like, fuck you. I, I, I love how yeah. indignant. And Human Robot is yeah. the vision. I love how indignant the Beast gets. It's just like, well, I'm already a mutant, so if you want to insult me, you can just, you know, fuck off. Yeah, whatever. I mean, read it or don't. I don't really give a shit at this point. Uh, uh, actually, yeah. If if you don't mind, I'll I'll uh, give my uh, my rating or whatever first, just because it's it's uh, on my mind and it won't shut up. <laughs> Go for it. Um, I I like the potential of it. I like that they actually invented something new for once, uh, uh, compared to the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, but I'm super, super, super pissed that uh, um, the copies that I have all say "Next, an exciting adventure with Conan," and I don't have that included in my copies. I want my fucking Conan. Yeah. This is a, uh, that, that is a, a definite, uh, we said what we were going to do next and then we ran out of printing time and we didn't ever do it again. You, you cannot will. trust yeah. the coming next issue. It, it is full of You lies. can't trust them. They are goddamn liars. And sometimes they're saving you from coming next issue. 
Mothman. And I'm like, oh, no. And then then I actually like flip to the next issue, and I'm like, oh, no, they're going to fight Juggernaut. Fantastic. I'm yeah. great with that. Like, you read an issue of Spider-Man, and, then, and it's like, next issue, Boomerang. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then it's like, you pick up the next issue, and it's like, oh, no, it's Green Goblin. Okay. Or Kingpin. That's or awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Who's editing this nonsense? Me? Max? Well, yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, given how given how monthly comics operate at this point in time, like, yeah, just don't listen to them. Oh. Don't listen to them. They're liars. They're fucking liars. Well, and it they may lie to your something face. Even, even as ridiculous as, like, the printer ran out of the color blue. Like, and we were going to do a... Uh... Come on. Ah, shit. You can do it. No, I can't. Do it. Say it. Cobalt Say it, Man? There. Cobalt Man. Yeah, sure. We were going to do a Cobalt <laughs> Man story next week. And that's all fucked. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, there you go. Fine. Um, as far as this one goes, for me, yeah, I think it had interesting ideas for the most part. I was just really, to me, I had to dig in way harder to get to those interesting ideas than I wanted to. And that's and just because I don't really care about these these characters as Avengers and that's you know a product of not having enough time to spend with any of them in this book right. and it's just like alright fine they're a team I guess um, I don't know until they're not anymore <laughs> until they're not anymore and then they died because what do you care yeah, yeah. cool alright well, join, uh, join us next time when we explore what if Jane Foster had found the Hammer of wait, Thor. Wait, wait, are you telling me it's going to be an actual issue? <gasps> and this issue has a cover that claims a shock ending. But spoilers, spoilers... It's that Jane Foster gets married. Moving on. Listen, right. listen. His name is no longer All Father. He is All Daddy. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. All Daddy. Um. All I can think about is the honest trailer for uh, Infinity War, where they talk about. He's an awful father, but he's a great daddy. <laughs> oh, God. I got to watch that now. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, bye. Bye. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.